to start right now then. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Artistic Director with Jacob Alexander Ferg. I'm sitting here with Mary Kay O'Connell. O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> already mispronouncing That's your name. all right. That's all right. I've been there. Uh, yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm great, Jacob. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. I think you're the first person to ever ask me, actually. Really? I've been, yeah, I've been thinking about oh, that. Oh, like, gee whiz. I always just I ask always how ask. they're doing. Yeah. Um, great. So for the listener who is not familiar with you, mm-hmm. uh, can you give a history of yourself in the theater world uh, that led you to creating and leading O'Connell and Company? Oh, just nice little simple question, Jacob. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I've, you know, long been, as, as they say, you you don't become an actor. You are one, mm-hmm. and you just have to follow your, your gut feeling from childhood. Mm-hmm. And I've always just loved uh, performing. I love the arts. I love the feeling that it gives me, and I love the feeling that working through me, how it gives other people our audience. And I started O'Connell and Company um, in 1995. Uh, I had been with a couple of the companies and cut my teeth on children's theater and uh, improv and uh, music and um, and put O'Connell and Company together to create uh, an opportunity for people who just love what I do. So in a way, I'm looking for like-minded performers, um, the ones that want to do the uh, interesting, perhaps not often done piece of, of musical theater, or we do straight plays as well, mm-hmm. mostly comedies. Yeah, I, I like leaving people laughing or smiling on their way out. There's enough drama on television, <laughs> and and then there's uh, you know, and of course that's the news. But yeah. um, but uh, so O'Connell Company is really dedicated. Um, in a very simple way, taking a slice out of our mission statement to enlighten and entertain. I want to bring new works to people that perhaps they haven't seen before and to have them leave feeling that they really had a good time. And as any good party guest will say, that was a great party, (laughs) and they'll come back again. So that's kind of what O'Connell Company is. Um, The journey has taken me... um, uh, to several different home base, you know, our venues have changed. Um, at this time, and we are uh, firmly planted at the Park School of Buffalo, which is a, a private uh, school, goes from pre-K right through high school, right through 12. Um, it's a bucolic setting, as you have seen with your mm-hmm. brief exposure to the beautiful campus here. Um, they're enlightened and they're uh, brightness and their openness is a perfect setting for a theater company, a professional theater company like ours. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I like to start out my interviews with this big, ambiguous question. So <laughs> Blue. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but feel free to answer it in any way, shape, or form you wish. Okay. Uh, but the question is simply, what is your artistic direction? My artistic direction is... First, to surround myself with brilliant artistic people who can help me stay the course. Yeah. <laughs> um, the process is not just on stage, it's in the production. So my artistic direction is truly to entertain, to give people their money's worth, to, people, to, make, to help people realize that 
the arts in any way, shape, or form is a very important component to the complete person and the complete community. You know, if we have just one thing of hard-hitting news all day or no. football or uh, weather or, or you know, uh, really anything that's ser- politics, that's serious, cutting stuff, the art properly and wisely and traditionally done reflects the best of our community hmm. and helps us perhaps have a better insight on other things. I, I've seen young people uh, who have taken theater classes, for example, utilize their, their skills that they learned in classes, become good public speakers or get into politics or to community service. Hmm. And a lot of that is the freeing nature of the arts. Hmm from painting to dance to music to acting to singing and beyond, it's a full package that if we each take a little piece from this wonderful buffet, then we're better people for it. And I was actually, I had the privilege, as I mentioned to you before, of um, meeting with Loretta Swift this morning. And she was so enlightening and she said, you know, Mary-Kate, we're, we're not brain surgeons. And I said, but we are brain trainers, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's have people think a little more about the importance of arts in our daily life, our community, our world. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm one small speck in that journey, that process, that's my vision as an artistic director or my artistic vision. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering how do you cultivate that community of excellent artists that you surround yourself with? How do you find those people and like keep them t- close to you so you can be inspired by respect. them? Respect. Nice. Respect. Nice. I respect nice. their time and their talent and when they give it back, we've we immediately have a link or communicating. Um, I really feel Jacob that it, you find the people that you make your mind up you're going to find hmm. and you find each other they're looking for me too yeah and when we are like-minded people which which does not mean that it's all smooth sailing because compromise and argument and debate <laughs> is all part of the magic of making it happen and uh so you know we will go nose to nose on something and and then in the next segment of our conversation we'll both be agreeing and nodding our heads and going see this is why we're connected so surrounding yourself with with excellence really taking no less than you know you deserve because it's who I know I deserve as a an artistic and executive director but it's also who they deserve to be respected by someone who is helping them on their journey yeah so even the smallest actor, uh, I don't mean small, but uh, but the actor that's perhaps worked with us once before, I want them leaving to have had a good experience with O'Connell and Company. Yeah. And if they don't, it's my fault. Hmm. And I take the, that very seriously. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, so one of the things, you're, you're touching on this, and this is one of the things I think an artistic director must do to effectively uh, execute the job is find ways to lift everybody in the company up mm-hmm. uh, and that's it's interesting because i feel like that kind of jostles the idea of surrounding yourself with excellence mm-hmm. where it's like sometimes sometimes people aren't 
at their at their top. Some mm-hmm. people aren't going 100%. Something could happen during the day. Maybe there's, there's a bigger thing in their life, or maybe there's this block that they're experiencing, and they're not being their most excellent. Um, how can you, as an artistic director, implement uh, your role in order to cultivate a culture where everyone is constantly being lifted up? And how do you like how do you placate to those people who are like maybe not at their most excellent at the current moment? Understanding, kindness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, talking to someone, and if they're not feeling great about themselves that day, you might be the only person that says something nice, like. I'm looking across the table at you, and I'm looking at these blue eyes that would <laughs> knock anyone over. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you so much. And <laughs> you're, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And so when I say that and mean it from the bottom of my heart, you know I do. Yeah. And it it just takes one little thing for someone to believe in themselves, hmm. just that little bit more to change their day, change their week, change their focus on something. Yeah. Um, and and as far as excellence, I don't want to seem lofty, like yeah. like we have some had the you know set the bar so high. Excellence to me is a is a has a lot of room for definition and mm. redefinition. Excellent people to me, I would take a kind, understanding, uh, compassionate person over someone who is a triple threat and yeah. and has attitude. Yeah, I would always hire the person that I thought their heart was leading. Hmm. Talent's great. Talent's great. And if you surround yourself with talented people, you can't help but, you know, take off some of the cream. <laughs> you know, you just can't. Mm-hmm. If you're smart enough and if you feel good enough about yourself, then you're open to do that. Yeah. You know, sometimes if uh, you you feel, if you don't feel great about yourself and you're lost in a cast, perhaps, of uber-talented people, you feel less. And every day you go to rehearsal, you feel less and then less and you're not putting out your best work people are saying I wonder if they should really be at the show kind of thing mm-hmm. however if at the very top of it you say I'm on this journey and I have a boatload of stuff I can learn I don't have perhaps the training but I can be kind I can be thoughtful I can do my homework I have a dear friend of mine uh, Dale Zerberg who is a wonderful musician and director and and just an all-around great theater guy. You know, he's just really <laughs> yeah. an awesome guy. He said, be a good citizen. So if you're in a community of theaters, be a good citizen. Be thoughtful. Pay attention to the rules. Surround yourself as a community. Be, be true to each other. Yeah. And when I'm smart, I remember all those things. <laughs> And I just would, I just, given this opportunity, which I appreciate you talking with me today, because it gives me an opportunity to sort of, every time you say something, be a good citizen, be a good theater citizen, be kind, be compassionate, do your homework, come prepared. Yeah. Don't take it personally. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take it personally. I've had people that have come out and recently we had auditions and we had some wonderful sparkling new new talent and then we had some people that are really challenging themselves and I'm just after it's over I just want to say you are so brave and awesome thanks for thinking of sharing that with us at this audition yeah you know and I don't want it to seem like you know oh you're not good enough you're not you can you're okay you can stay it it's the nature of our business is very judgy, as they say. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
And you really have to in order to fulfill your commitment to your audience to give them the best quality product. I mean, I'm not going to, just because they're sweet and compassionate, give a lead to someone who is, you know, a, a freshman in high school and really doesn't have the, the, the chops or, or the experience to do it. However, that freshman in high school, I'll be gladly put in the production so they can learn life experience and gain and, you know, get their chops on, on a, a wonderful piece. That's allowing my audience to see that we're uh, inclusive and that yeah. we reach out into the community. But it also tells our audience that we want to get the best possible person to play this role for you to experience the story as best we can tell it. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about don't take it personally. I think yeah. that's great advice. And there's this sort of ironic double-edged sword, I'll say, uh, to theater where I think everyone goes to theater and performance mm-hmm. because they have an ego. Like you have to have some sort of... You e- must have an ego. To get up on stage you and say, look at You must have me. it. You oh, must have it. it uh, but ego doesn't mean self-centered. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay, this is, you're, you're going right into my you know, question. Yeah. If, we, if we're self-centered... You know, it, it said, uh, you know, someone someone says, um, uh, you know, it's don't don't be too, uh, to think too much of yourself, but think about yourself. Don't think of mm-hmm. yourself like you're already there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Think about how we can grow on this journey together. Yeah. Think about, I've I've done shows in my many years, uh, and and have chosen to do shows because I liked the playmates that were going to be in the show and that I could learn from them. I have done shows with some amazing people that don't even know how amazing they are, and I walk away from it thinking I've had a master, master class. Yeah, and that's, I've, I've had the advice given to me that uh, every question you have on stage you can find in your scene partner. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think that's like, because... and that's where the trust factor comes yeah. in. You've got to be able to trust someone, and they have to be able to trust you. Yeah, you know, the eye contact, the body language on stage, isn't about overacting or, you know, uh, sometimes uh, along that same line, you can look at someone on stage and you think you're looking toward me, but you're not looking at me because you're thinking about what your next line is yeah. rather than what I'm saying, yeah. which makes it more conversational. Yeah. We've all been there. I've been there. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I'm, you know, I'll look at someone and say, okay, it's the top of the corner, page six, and it's the fourth line in, and I'm going to say, so, Jacob, how are you doing today? Yeah. So nice of you to come. And, you know, and, and, and perhaps... You know, if you're not alert and uh, tuned in, and and you know part of part of the experience, then you're taken away from the experience from other people. Yeah, people want to see real, real earnest work up there. So, what's your advice for the actor that's still trying to work through that? I know a lot of actors sometimes have trouble with lines, and that's a that's definitely a hang-up point. It's a hang-up with all of us. Yeah. So, my word to the wise, including me. Yeah. <laughs> is really just um, relax and trust and do your homework. Yeah. And do your homework and realize that we're storytellers, all of us, mm-hmm. whether we're singing a song or painting a, a portrait or, or uh, making a piece of pottery or performing in a play or a musical. We're storytellers. Yeah. And we're, the story isn't going to be told without us, and it can only be told correctly with us. Mm. So do your homework, pay attention, 
Every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Know where your arc is hmm. in your relationship, your conversation. And it will fall into place. It yeah. will. It will. It will. And it's not. No, there's no magical yeah. formula for it. If there was, I'd bottle it and be on QVC. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's the acting elixir yeah. right here. But there isn't. It's um, trusting your heart and getting that ego that we mentioned before out of the way. Mm-hmm. Just enough to make it that you're still there, yeah. that you showed up. Yeah. But it's not about just showing up. It's about being there. Yeah. It's about really committing to being present. Mm. And... You know, we we all aren't all the time. We live in a in a crazy, uh, ultra speed society, where we have fourteen things to do in one day, and we wake up in the morning and over, you know, our first or second cup of coffee, try and figure out how we're going to fit all of this in, and God forbid if one of those things that you have to fit in is a performance at night. <laughs> which should be the only thing in a perfect world that you yeah. do in one day because you need to be there for that person, that person in the third row, seventh seat, who needs to see what you have to give him mm-hmm. or her. There's someone that's coming to your show that you're going to change something in their life. Maybe not huge, but enough that it makes them feel perhaps a little better about themselves. It gives them a little relief from their everyday pressure. It gives them a time that they can relax and enjoy with whomever they're with. It gives them a chance to reflect and something on stage is going to give them that aha moment mm-hmm. of and give them a memory that's that's pleasant and, and soul enriching. There's we have nothing but opportunity when yeah. we get into that theater. So if as actors, if we come in with our baggage of our, you know, uh, the lousy traffic, the crummy meal I had for lunch, the argument I had with my best friend, the uh, overdue bill that they're charging me too much and I just had to finally pay it online and eat up mm-hmm. the extra charges. If all of that comes in with us, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to to get through, and then you're giving. Yeah. Then you have to give an honest performance as a simple, uh, the uh, simple character. Um, I like to to we circle up at the beginning of every show and before the show goes on, and we do just a circle where we can feel the person's hand to the left and to the right of you, and know that they have your back, and breathe out all of the garbage that has caused us stress during the day. Mm-hmm and breathe in the creativity and the inspiration that this show has given us that we're going to then tell the story. Um, It's a simple exercise, and many people do it. I swear by it. I've done it before in multiple performances, and it it definitely helps. It really does. That silent moment, especially if it's just... There's something so dissolving about quiet. Exactly. Where it just takes away all of the things, that, and you're left with only yourself for just a moment before the performance. It's that centering. Yeah, and the nice thing is when you practice presence, and this is why I love theater so much, is it's helped me practice presence on stage, Mm -hmm. and as I practice it more, I'm able to implement it more off stage, and then suddenly the traffic isn't 
that big of a deal. It, yeah. it hasn't ruffled me up that much. Yeah. Or the the bill that's overdue, like, isn't this thing that's like weighing on my mind? It's just like, oh, this. It's is going to be thing. there at eleven fifteen exactly. when you come down. Exactly. It's exactly. going to be there. Deal with it then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's the beauty of the internet or yeah. the any kind of bill pays. You can do it twenty four seven. Yeah, and it's brutal, but the audience doesn't care. Mm-hmm. The audience doesn't care that if you had the worst day possible, they're no. there to see a quality, excellent performance. And right. That's, when they do that, they can you can help them not think about those things that sure. are bothering in their day, yeah. and then have those aha moments that mm-hmm. are so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, which is uh, I, I get so energized. <laughs> good, good. I see that. That's wonderful. Um, uh, so I'm curious. What I think when you start a theater company, you see a need in a community or a void that needs to be filled. Otherwise, you would have just joined another theater community. Um, so, and maybe that's a little bit of a... No, no, no. I, I know exactly where you're going, okay, and, okay. and I agree with you. Yeah. Um, in the Western New York theater community, we have um, a, a record number of, of wonderful theater companies, yeah. and each of the theater companies are very true and specific in their mission. And um, there's Alleyway Theater that does new works. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Irish classical theater that does more traditional, m- many Irish works. Kevinoki Theater does main stage, uh, re- perhaps recently, or cl- off Broadway, uh, appeared on Broadway, or uh, more classical pieces. Um, there's everyone has their own sort of niche. Mm-hmm. And we filled a niche, I think with our, uh, we're a small space theater company. We do more of the intimate shows. Um, We uh, really made a name for ourselves with things like, you know, the Nonsense series, which were very fun and robust and laughing. And um, in the past few seasons, we found um, some success with smaller cast shows. Uh, We did Kathy and Mo show. I had the privilege of, of doing um, the one-woman show about Ann Landers called The Lady with All the Answers, which was fabulous. We've created our own shows. So I think what the mission of our company that we commit to at the beginning and, and as we're choosing shows for the season, to enlighten and entertain. And, we're, and, and we want to be approachable. So we choose shows that, uh, for example, the season we're coming into. I've chosen to open our season with Dear World, a very rarely, rarely done musical by Jerry Herman. It's a musical based on the Mad Woman of Chaillot. Hmm. And it was originally performed on Broadway by Angela Lansbury, who won the Tony Award for it. The show got knocked around because it was 1969, if my memory serves, um, and it was way before its time. Hmm. It was about good winning over evil, which seems like a classic case from the days of the angels, but there was something really special. It was about big business, you know, and I think in today's climate, political climate, it's a refreshing uh, thought that, that with these beautiful songs by Jerry Herman, obviously, that this wonderfully crazy lady who sees world through pixelated glasses, all rose-colored, Living in a, uh, a, a an apartment in in Paris, wins over biz, big business mm. through her zany friends and her cockeyed take on that 
there's one lyric that she says, if uh, children are no longer laughing, if music is no longer lilting, if lovers are no longer loving, then I don't want to know. Hmm. And there's a beautiful song called I, want, I Don't Want to Know. And she very clearly states why she enjoys her alternative state of yeah. what they think is crazy or mad. Hmm. Um, it's a beautiful show. So, so my point of that, not to linger too much on the opening show, but people haven't seen it. And the parallel to the uh, headlines in today's news and the climate of our country politically is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, then we're, then uh, that's a big cast. And then I'm bringing sort of the small little sweetheart shows for the rest of the season. We're doing a, a beautiful piece. Uh, it's a play uh, up for a Pulitzer Prize by Tina Rao called Painting Churches about this couple whose name is Church, and they're leaving their brownstone home to go to a senior facility, and their daughter, who's an artist, comes to help them pack and move out, move uh, out and, and get to their new place. She wants to paint their portrait. So it's painting churches, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Church. And uh, there are some serious family issues in it, um, lots of beautiful humor, and it deals with a very serious subject of Alzheimer's. Mm. One of the parents is, is suffering, the other one is protecting the, the partner from the world and their daughter just because for uh, respect and dignity and out of love. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're doing a two, two-hander uh, called Irving Berlin's America, and it's the great music of Irving Berlin. And the play it's not. It's not a review. It's a. It's a play that takes place the night before Irving Berlin dies at okay. 101, hmm. and the there's Irving Berlin, the character of Irving Berlin, with this awesome music, and then there's another young man that's a character. Now, it's up to the audience to decide: is this young man the angel that's no. taking him? Is it? A, is it a just a theater student in town that wants to know? You know, have some time with this master. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it a reporter? Hmm. Is it his younger self? Yeah. You I know, see. there's so many, so much wiggle room there. So the audience has a little opportunity to sign of like choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we're doing a, a show that just closed um, recently uh, on Broadway called An Act of God okay, Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we have God coming in. So it's an act. It's and a show on one act of God coming in and answering a few questions from the audience with two of his uh, faithful archangels, Michael and Gabriel. And uh, they go into the audience and take questions from people, just like the old Phil Donahue days. Just off the cuff? It's scripted, okay, but, okay, but yeah. a lot of it I is see. directed script. So, I see. I see. so it really is, the audience does feel that they're part of the, the magic, the story unfolding. That's, uh, but it's very fun because yeah. we're not portraying God as you would see him or her or, or I would. It's God makes it very clear that they have embodied this person, whoever the actor is. Okay. This is the best I could get. <laughs> Short notice kind of thing. <laughs> That's amazing. And then um, we're winding out our, our main stage season with the, uh, the iconic musical I Do, I Do, which was... Uh, you know, brought into the hearts and, and uh, the the legend of people's uh, 
uh, vines for Broadway musicals by Mary Martin and Robert Preston in the heyday. And it's been done everywhere. And that's also a musical based on a play, much like Dear World is. It's based on the four-poster. Okay. Yeah. And it's um and and we also have perhaps you know this we have a signature show that uh, has been running for it's going into its 18th year called Diva by Diva yeah, a yeah. celebration of women which is a review cabaret type show that I put together um, with a group of friends uh, to celebrate Women's History Month running it for a couple weeks and it just never stopped. That's amazing. Well, the thing is, is you, you, it's it's you find what your audience wants <laughs> and it's like it's not a male bashing show no. it's just it's an affirmative show about who we are and what our capabilities are and here's some songs and quotes and stories and jokes that and sing-alongs that you're going to feel better when you leave mm-hmm. I've, I've audience people that say when they're leaving they say my face hurts and they say then we've done our job yeah, yeah. we've done our job just a one-act show and over the years I've had um, uh, close to 300 women diva with us over the years That's we've awesome. we've yeah. raised a substantial amount of money for women and children's charities through the effort and we take it everywhere we've been to the players club in new york and uh, we've been to ireland mm-hmm. and uh, we performed uh, with the um, uh, the buffalo um, uh, visitors convention bureau in at a huge convention in grand rapids michigan where we represented buffalo it was pretty awesome That's cool. we were treated like rock stars <laughs> yeah. everybody should have that once in their life yeah. and um but we we travel and we bring uh we do it for cancer hospital here, the Roswell Roswell Hospital, and um, we do it for respite. Um, different organizations that just need that alternative, perhaps fund slash friend raiser show that's yeah. going to uh, give them a different, newer look, perhaps. You know, and and I write. I just had the privilege of of writing a a special script for the. Uh, women's convention that was just here in Buffalo and and it went to Seneca Falls uh, directly after that and it was celebrating the 100th anniversary of the women's right to vote the 19th amendment and uh, not a lot of fun and funny stuff in the (laughs) in the pages of Susan B. Anthony and Mm -hmm. and, uh, Elizabeth Cady Stanton but I was able to translate it and bring the Tina Fey's in and, and the other women who have uh, recognized the ceiling that was broken or had a substantial crack in it and went the rest of the way, you yeah. know. So um, that's the kind of that's the kind of theater company we are. Right. We're we're very intimate. We're very approachable, um, and we'll bring you the show that's going to, uh, as we talked about, lift your spirits. That's awesome, and this kind of harkens back to. You've used the word enlighten in mm-hmm. your mission statement, and that's like there's a lot of things that are on top of that word. Yes, um, I'm curious why that word in the mission statement. Like, can you unpack I've it? I always like, loved the word. I, I love it too. I, I absolutely love it. Love it. <laughs> you know, I have a dear friend who is a, um, uh, a world-renowned uh, music uh, composer, David Shire, and on his piano he has a sign that says, "Enlighten up." <laughs> that's it. brilliant I love it yeah, and I said amazing. I love it and I just think I think of that little sign and and the profound message it brings with it yeah. so often 
Enlightening is, we can enlighten someone by giving them directions to the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. We can enlighten people by letting them know that they are terrific and you enjoy their work. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. We can enlighten people in so many ways. That's why I love the the multi-use uh, of, of, of this particular word. Yeah. And... Um, Enlightening is should be part of our mission. Enlighten someone or yourself once a day. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It it makes the load so much lighter. It just results in that wonderful like, oh yeah, that's like that I yeah. think that's the perfect like, yeah. way to describe it. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Just like it's like, you know, oh thanks for enlightening me. Yeah. You can enlighten a child with you know, I mean there's so many ways to to uh, uh to bring that word into a, an actual, you know, your, keep it part of your mannerisms or you're part of your daily obligation to yourself. I'm going to get enlightened today. Yeah. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said, every single day, do something that absolutely terrifies you. Yeah. And or there was another one. I don't know who it was. You know, if you're gonna every day, you should eat a frog first thing in the morning. Then the whole the rest of the day is gonna be a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that a lot. <laughs> Not that I've been encouraging anyone to eat yeah, frogs. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the the metaphor. The holds. Cut, yeah. Yes, the metaphor is clear. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're a little bit past the half hour. Oh. Is there anything that you want to talk about in terms of artistic direction or the world of theater that we haven't talked about yet? That- no, I, I, you know, you know. To be honest with you, I think your 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 questions and our conversation has been great. I just would encourage more people to embrace theater as a very important component of our society, yeah. and and arts and and support them in the in the schools and in the community. For a while there, every time you turned on the radio and they were talking about a school budget, the thing that was being cut were arts programs. They're so important the, to the total development of the person. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm grateful for what little I had growing up, and realize that there's so much more available to young people, and at this stage, yeah. so help them to embrace that. It only makes them smarter <laughs> leaders. Yeah. It only makes them more understanding doctors and and senators and. Uh, mailmen, yeah. you know, I mean, we all have the opportunity to grow from the wonderful experience of letting our creative flag fly yeah. kind of thing. So it reminds us of our humanity. I think. It does, yeah. it does. And it also, rea- you realize that a lot of the goodness is created, you create it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, you just can't sit around and wait for someone else to, you know, think the thinks and, yeah. and do the do's. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it yourself. Uh, yeah, and that's when, it, the, that's when those true moments, when you decide to do it yourself, I think that's when true moments of inspiration happen. Yeah. When you say, I'm not, there's no one accountable for this but me, and I'll accept help, and, mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll, I'll find the people that are like-minded that'll push me. But mm-hmm. when you change to that mindset, I think that's when truly creative things happen. When yeah. truly new, like untouched, unseen things sort of start cropping up. And once me. you commit that you'll be open enough to stay open, keep yeah. the door open. Yeah, that's... that's. You know, there's a, there was someone that someone said, you know, be open-minded. Your brains aren't going to fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I've heard that term before, and I love it. I love it. 
Is there a, is there this is a much broader than theater question, <laughs> but is there advice you have to stay open-minded? Maybe if you're going into a theater, a new theater, and you've never met anyone before, mm-hmm. uh, what are ways that you can keep yourself receptive to whatever you encounter in that theater? Keep your encounters real. Um, if you're going in as an actor auditioning for the first time, make eye contact, shake yeah. a hand, say a name. So you've given yourself a personality as well as as the whomever is whomever you're encountering. If it's a director or a choreographer or a musical director or the producer, make the contact. Look someone in the eye and say, "I'm really thrilled to be here," mm. and you're going to be remembered. And that little piece of humanity shows us that you're not just not there sort of, you know, auditioning for everyone that day. Yeah. And if you're going, if you're, a, if you're an audience member going to a theater for the first time, don't have any expectations. <laughs> Go in there and see, see the story they want to tell you. Yeah. From, the, from picking up the ticket to getting a glass of wine. In our, in our case, we encourage people to drink wine and eat out of boxes and eat Fritos. Those are nature's <laughs> perfect food combination that we offer in our theater for intermission and pre-show del- uh, deliciousness. Uh, but when you go into a theater, don't judge it by what other theater you've been to. Say, what's their story? What's the yeah. story they're trying to show me? Yeah. Because when, when you judge things before you've encountered them, you've already decided what yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. And it's never that. Whatever yeah. you've decided is never the same thing yeah. as what you've decided. If so. you go into somewhere that's like these, you know, the new theaters that pop up that perhaps had been like fringe festival venues, and all of a sudden someone said, I could do a show here regularly, you know? Yeah. Don't judge it. Walk into something that looks like a storefront and just enjoy their journey that they have chosen to share with you. Yeah. If you're going into something that's a palatial, you know, iconic theater, realize how many people it took to build that place yeah. and to preserve it and how many hearts and how much commitment is in that building even just being there. And those are the two ends of things and everything in between. Hmm. Excellent. Uh, I think that's a great little place to end. If someone is looking for either you or the O'Connell and Company uh, on the internet, do you have any plugs to give? Like, where can someone go to find out more about your Just come to check us out. Our website is O'ConnellandCompany.com, spelled nice. right out. Nice and simple. Nice yes. And, simple. Uh, and then I love ending my podcast with this. Can you give me one recommendation of anything at all? It could be a movie, a play, a book. Uh, quote, way of life, anything. anything. Mm. When you get your buffalo chicken wings, make sure they're extra crispy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Mary-Kate, thank you so much for sitting down Thank with me. you, it's Jacob. Been, uh, it's lovely to meet yeah. you. Yeah, it's lovely to meet you also. It's been a re- real pleasure, a, a delight. <laughs> thank you. Um, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Facebook. Uh, give me five stars or something, please. <laughs> five? Yeah, yeah. I thought you had six. We're going for six, right? Yeah, well, if, if the scale allows it, whatever okay. the maximum is. Um, listener, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. And that's how I end all of my podcasts.